deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, friends and family. Welcome back to the Sober is Dope podcast. I'm your host, Pop Buchanan, and I'm really excited to bring this holiday episode to you. We're kicking off our holiday season with a special emphasis on recovery, sobriety, maintaining sobriety from your addiction during the holiday season. It's a very challenging time. Uh, we have a bunch of episodes that address this. Every year we like to do something a little bit fresh, but feel free to go back and listen to the old episodes. We have an episode that have, I think, over 100 tips on how to do this. So the goal here is to give you some insights and some reinforcement to help you on your holiday journey because it's a tough time. Um, even for me, you know, uh, diet-wise, just kind of maintaining whatever discipline i'm kind of having you know you tend to throw it out the window around thanksgiving and christmas so it's good to have just an overall guide to help you this episode is also intended to help you start thinking about and framing your new year resolutions because it's it really doesn't work just trying to do it because it's new year's or doing it around christmas do it a little bit early write down a list of things that you want to address in 2024 things that you may want to improve on or things that you just may want to accomplish so just keep that in mind the holiday season is upon us this is a chance for us to reflect on the past year and also a chance for us to reflect on the upcoming year um, and how we're going to navigate that in a very efficient and um, powerful way. I'm your host, Pop Buchanan. I'm the founder of Sober is Dope. I'm really excited. In about one month and a day, I will be celebrating 11 years of sobriety. And I'm really excited about that. This has been a really hitting a decade is a milestone. And just navigating through recovery this last year has been um, something that's been very rewarding. I've reached, I met so many new people. There's so many new additions to the Soap is Dope universe. And I love you all. And just hitting 10 years is really great. Alcohol is my Achilles. It's the antithesis of my creation. And if I were to still be drinking, I would be dead. So it was definitely serious for me. I have a, a new shot at life. I have a new lease on life. And, you know, everything is not perfect. But I always have the ability to reflect on all of this borrowed time that I got back from just making that one decision, right? That one thing just gave me a whole new lease on life. So when we're talking about addiction and recovery from your drug of choice, whatever is that thing that really does you in, um, it's really important to maintain focus on that, right? Like... That's a good thing in your life, right? And sometimes going back to that drug of choice uh, only leads to more destruction and more self-pain and more um, 
mania and insanity and just craziness like addiction is dirty and your drug of choice would drag you to hell so i say that specifically because there's a lot of people in the community that you know they do other things to cope right but as long as they're not um partaking in their drug of choice they could live a normal life and that's what's important right we want people to find balance but we want you just to live a normal life and we want you to survive so anything that helps you to stay away from your drug of choice we encourage as long as it's with uh, moderation and safety and look sober is dope is a not is a judgment-free zone so you know, the the only thing I want is for us to go home, make it home, live to fight another day, stay away from this fentanyl, stay away from these dirty drugs, stay away from the toxins that kill us, anything that is going to damage our brains. Just be careful, you know, overdoses. Look, we're closing out 2023 with overdoses, the number one cause of accidental death, deaths in the United States. And um, that's just horrible. It's a horrible statistic. It's a horrible reality. So, you know, Thanksgiving, you might hook up with a friend who might say, hey, I got, you know, I got some snow. I got some this. I got some that. I want to let's have fun. It's the holidays. It could be lights out for you. Right. So a lot of festivities and holidays kind of shroud the idea of addiction in a fun way. It kind of kind of takes people off their uh p's and q's and it kind of like relaxes you to a bit to where you could do something that could be detrimental to your life christmas parties holiday parties work parties all opportunities to relapse on your drug of choice so you have to go into these environments into the season fortified reinforced with a bunch of tools and a bunch of weapons to help you survive so this episode i want to focus on the holidays but i also want to do that with an emphasis on thanksgiving we will do another episode specifically for christmas and another episode specifically for new year's or we might combine the christmas and new year's episode together but thanksgiving is coming up you're going home you're going to meet family you're going to be around friends you may be going back to your old stomping grounds your old neighborhood you may be traveling it's a very tricky time of year especially for me you know i don't be wanting to relapse on sugars and just picking out and uh, thanksgiving always gets me off my square when it comes to dieting so i have to go into this uh thanksgiving with you know ready 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 for war right but um so let's get through this so i have 20 tips for you guys today that's gonna help you put this in perspective and i want to say i want to just start off by saying listen put god first wherever you feel weak reach out for a higher power i always want to start anything with that higher power concept in god now look sober is dope has a lot of people that don't necessarily believe in god or maybe don't look at god as refuge in terms of reco recovery but for me you guys know my story right so my story began with me just being so helpless that i just got on my knees and gave my life back to god so to me to god be the glory to the higher power be the glory to that creative force to christ the king that's my deal right your deal may be different but what we all have in common is that there may be a higher power out there that can help you in times of weakness when you feel um, like you're at your wit's end. It's okay to reach for a higher power for help. So I want to just start there. 
um, on how to frame that in terms of going into the holiday season with the hopes and dreams to close out this year uh, in a positive way, in a productive way. And I hope you guys really met your goals from last year, right? Every one of us made New Year's resolutions last year. I hope you hit those goals. I personally do not remember my resolutions, but I know I probably hit them because I did a lot of good things this year um, and the year is not over. So maintaining sobriety through the holiday season um, often involves social gatherings and potential triggers and it requires careful planning and support. So here are 20 ways someone dealing with recovery from alcohol and drug addictions can stay sober during Thanksgiving. Christmas, New Year's, and the holidays. All right, first and foremost is the obvious, but I, 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 this is kind of like a new one for me, and I like it, even though it's obvious. I never really thought about it. Attend sober events, right? Seek out and attend holiday events that are alcohol-free or recovery-based and focused, which is alcohol-free and drug-free. Now, if you can't find a sober event, you will create one, right? How about you do Thanksgiving this year with the theme of sobriety and you invite sober people over and you tell your family, hey, listen, this is what it is this year. You know, I want to keep it a sober holiday. You know, you could probably do something early. doesn't have to be too late, but that's a really good um, option. So I think uh, our first holiday tip is attend sober events. All right, if you... Um, are a person that usually loves to host, then you could be the groundbreaker, you know? And look, I guarantee you, even if your family loves to drink on the holidays and you throw a sober party, do do an early one. Say, hey, guys, come around 3 o'clock. Y'all can leave at 8. Then you go to the next party and do what you want. But I think people would appreciate waking up the next day. It's Black Friday, you know, with your, head, with your head on straight, right? I don't think, you know, the holidays is a time that we all got to get told totally obliterated and think about the kids think about the environment think about quality time right we're coming out of this covid environment where we lost a lot of family members and friends and the world went through a real dark place and we know life is short um that's a perception thing but it's perceived that life can be short meaning that it goes time flies you know you wake up one day and you're 10 years older you wake up another day and you're 20 years older you're like yo where did all the time go and i say that because we don't tend to spend quality time with family and friends at these events. And, um, you know, it's emotional for me because I remember the last my I lost um, cousins, uncles, aunts, a lot of family I lost within the last three years. And the last time I remember really spending time with these family members that I lost were around the holiday season. And... You know, we take these holiday events for granted, but when you're drinking and drunk, you're having a good time, but it's not as much memorable quality time. The, 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 the type of time you spend um, kind of diminishes when you're intoxicated because it just kind of leads to a fight. Sometimes it just leads to a blur. Sometimes it leads to you being knocked out, saying things you don't want to say, fighting with people that you didn't mean or intend to fight with. So 
there's benefits and upside to attending or hosting sober holiday parties. So take that into consideration. Um, or, and the, look, let's qualify that with this. Alcoholic Anonymous and Narcotic Anonymous usually do have sober-based events for people who just can't get in. You know, your family might just be like, look, we're drinking and we're partying, right? It might not be an environment for you if you're in early recovery. So look into your local Narcotic Anonymous, Alcoholic Anonymous chapters and so, you know, just ask them what their holidays party schedule is and, you know, go be part of it. Volunteer. So our, our second tip on how to stay sober during the holiday season with the emphasis of Thanksgiving is to plan ahead. Anticipate challenging situations and plan your response to triggers in advance. This is heavy. This is heavy. All right. Seeking out. Um, anticipating challenging situations and plan your response to triggers in advance, right? So there will be triggers. The uncle that likes to mess with you, the cousin that you're at odds with, the brother that you don't talk to, your parents. Uh, it might be a situation where you're forced to come to a party, but you're not talking to everyone in your family. You know, you might be at odds. These can be triggers. You might have an ex show up. Someone might invite an ex. You might go into your town and your say hey i'm in town and you know social media could be a you know a trigger during the holidays because it invites people into your life that's normally shouldn't be there right people like to use these events or holidays as hey you know i know it might be a long shot but i'm in town and you know if you want to have a cup of coffee now next thing you know you're sitting in front of someone that's toxic that's a trigger for you that is a codependent or enabler and you used to get high or drunk with them and now they're like hey you know, let's go have one and two And next thing you know, you're relapsing and you're resentful So plan these triggers and your response to triggers in advance Know your triggers, right? I know my triggers I know certain places I just hate going I can't go to my old neighborhoods where I used to get drunk and high at I just can't It's just too much energy like, you know, I used to party a lot in Fort Greene, Brooklyn. I lived there for years. But every time I go there, I get really depressed because that was one of the places that I really had a long kind of period of intoxication in, right? It was the foundation of my whole Sober's Dope story happened in Brooklyn, New York. And sometimes when I go to Brooklyn in general, I'm a Brooklyn guy, but you know, I live in Queens and like if I have to go to Brooklyn to see moms or something, this just me being candid with you. If I have to do it, if I have to do it, I kind of just feel like I got to get home. You know, I got to feel like I feel out of place just because that's a trigger for me right and that's just one i have many triggers right being around certain friends can be a trigger being around certain people or family members can be a trigger right thinking about certain things that trigger me to be angry can be a trigger so know your triggers if you're trying to be successful this year okay number three Bring a supportive friend. Attend gatherings with a friend who understands your commitment to sobriety. We also consider this an accountability partner. So bring a supportive friend because you might need an ally sometime if you're going into an environment that may be tricky. And you can always coach your friend. Listen, here's my triggers. If you see me talking to this person, pull me. If you see this person starting to trigger me, like at 10 o'clock, remind me that we should be leaving, like leaving early. Stuff like that helps. Uh... The other part of this too, and um, this is not in the list, but like I said, I have hundreds of these. I just wanted to give you 20 different ones to kind of help you make some good decisions. But going to your event early and leaving early is also one of the greatest 
um, things you can do. So if someone says the party starts at three, get there at two and say, hey, I know I'm a little early, but I came to help out. You know, I know it's the holidays. What you need help with? Need anything from the store? You showed up early. Tell the person that's hosting the party, hey, I have to leave around six o'clock. Because I have other engagements or I have work tomorrow. And y'all all know on Sober's Dope, we don't condone lying unless it's to get yourself out of a toxic situation. So lie your butt off. So if you got to tell them, listen, I'm meeting President Biden at 8 o'clock. I got to leave at 6 o'clock. Then you meeting Biden. Stick to it. Go meet Biden. All right. We don't care. Do what you got to do. Say what you got to say to get your butt out of that toxic environment. Leave early. Attend early. Leave early. Book in your event with your accountability partner. Go with a friend, but also have your sponsor, someone waiting. So you get there. Hey, I just reached the party sponsor or sober friend. I'm here with Jimmy or Sarah, my other sober friend. We're playing to leave at six o'clock if you don't hear from me at six o'clock call me right when you get home or at six o'clock you call your accountability partner and you book any event by calling your sponsor or sober friend and say hey we're leaving then when you get home hey i'm home i'm closing out the night i'm sober everything is fine i'm going to bed or i'm gonna watch some tv and chill that's kind of like a lot in one um, point, but that brings it all together. Bring a supportive friend. Have a supportive friend waiting for you. Let them both be accountability partners. Book in the event. You're good to go. Tip number four, create new traditions. Establish traditions that do not involve substance use, like holiday theme activities or volunteering. All right, just do different things, man. Create new themes this year. Say we're doing a um, hollow, uh, Thanksgiving sober give back theme where everybody comes and donate and we take the money and we give it to a charity and everybody comes sober and we take pictures and selfies and we wear costumes. Whatever you want to do, just create a new tradition. You could be the trail blazer in your family and the person that makes the difference right tip number five communicate boundaries clearly communicate your boundaries to friends and family helping them understand your need for a sober environment now this is where anonymous behavior gets us in trouble now i have nothing against anonymous behaviors or uh, people being anonymous for a long time i was anonymous but you cannot communicate your boundaries effectively if you're anonymous right if everybody at the party don't know that you're in recovery and you're trying to play cute and save face because of social embarrassment or social stigmas then you can't blame them when they offer you alcohol or create a toxic environment which eventually forces you triggers you or causes you to relapse you have to be honest and communicate boundaries, if not with everyone, at least with the host, right? You could tell the host, listen, I'm trying to be a little anonymous, don't want everyone in my business, but you know, I'm being honest with you, I'm dealing with, I'm, I'm dealing with the effects of substance misuse, I'm in recovery, I want to stay sober, I've been fighting with a lot of triggers, I don't know what to do, I don't know exactly how I'm going to get through this, but maybe if you know, you could kind of keep people off my back and maybe help me get through this party you are the host right tell them in advance listen can i have can, can you just help me create an environment that's safe right communicate your boundaries let them know where the buck stops now another thing don't feel any social pressure to stick around in a family or friends party if it's not doing it for you 
right? You could go there for an hour and just say, you know what? I'm not feeling it today. You know, tell them I'm just not feeling well. I love you. Give everybody a kiss and a hug. I'm so sorry to leave early. I just got a headache from hell. I got to go home and get some rest. I love you guys. No hard feelings. Get your butt out of there. Go home and chill. You know what I mean? Like if you don't have to force the issue if it's going to lead you to get sick or potentially trigger you, right? All right. Moving along. Volunteer. Spend time volunteering through the holiday season to get back and stay occupied. Going back to the Alcoholic Anonymous, Narcotics Anonymous, holiday parties and stuff like that. Churches or church events, um, um, food pantries and stuff like that. Find out in advance. Now is a perfect time. You got a week until this Thanksgiving. Find out in advance. Hey, you know, um... I want to volunteer. You call places up. Are you looking for volunteers? I'm newly sober and I just want to do something responsible for the holiday season, right? You can find a lot of places at your local churches, hospitals, schools, and um, lastly, AA or NA services. All right. Tip number seven, stay connected with support groups. Attend support groups, meetings regularly, and consider increasing your attendance during the holidays. Support groups, smart recovery groups, Alcoholic Anonymous, Narcotics Anonymous, um, different type of groups, right? Uh, maybe non-religious-based um, groups or different type of stuff like that, right? They have a, like a thousand, uh, um, I forgot what it's called, a thousand ways to stay sober. I forgot, I forgot that movement, but there's a lot of different things you go out there. You can hit up is dope you can hit me up on the inbox hey another thing i'm gonna offer this yeah look inbox me and sober is dope if you think you're gonna be struggling through the holidays we get on the phone if you having a bad time we get on the phone man i don't care i got i'll check my i'll keep my inboxes open on sober is dope on instagram at sober is dope or you could email me at sober is dope at gmail.com or sober is dope book at gmail.com pop crisis holiday having a meltdown having issues have questions struggling we can figure it out if i can't get on the phone with you i could text you we could text back and forth we could do voice memos video chats whatever you want to do all right i'm here to help you guys get through the holiday season this is important we're going to close out the year with a bang so yes stay connected with support groups go to your alcoholic anonymous narcotics anonymous reach out to friends create your own group do whatever you got to do facebook groups whatever stay connected Utilize sober apps. Download sobriety apps for daily inspiration, reminders, and tracking milestones. So one of the apps that I'm partnering with now, which is really good, is Reframe, the Reframe app. So I'm going to have a link that I'm going to put in this episode um, within the next few days that's going to link you to the Reframe app because that's an excellent way to find community and support because it comes with a built-in community you could pick rooms of different uh, meetings different schedules different times you could never miss a meeting in a reframe app you got different coaches different people it's excellent also um sober buddy sober buddy is a really good um app to count your sober days and it gives you sobriety reminders so utilize sober apps like reframe and sober buddy and i will get you links to those apps in the show notes within the next few days all right practice mindfulness incorporate mindfulness and meditation into your routine to manage stress and cravings mindfulness is really important because it's one of the things that keeps you out of depression it's not a hundred percent cure but it's a tool that you could use to alleviate depressive symptoms anxiety and the effects of seasonal affective disorder so we know seasonal affective disorder is real where you get kind of sad right around this time around winter holiday season sometimes 
the changing of daylight savings time, the changing of the weather, the, you know, you might get sick, you you know, less light, you get, you get less daylight, so you're more depressed. There's less sunlight, so your vitamin D levels are lower. So... We want to find ways to deal with that, and mindfulness is great. Also, just on a mental health tip, cognitive behavioral therapy is good. Look into therapy um, around the holiday season. Just kind of like unpacking a lot of your issues during the year and some of your stuff going into the new year. Think about therapy, all right? Practice mindfulness, cognitive behavioral therapy, um, and any type of therapy like that, right? Any type of thing that can help you, therapist, psychologist, uh, anything that can help you in that um, mental health realm to combat the seasonal blues of depression during this winter holiday season, okay? So mindfulness is really good. An example of mindfulness is going to a park, sitting down, and just focusing on the trees, right? Nothing else. Being mindful of the trees or being mindful of the kids playing. Focusing on one thing can help you. Example, a coloring book is a form of mindfulness. Really just committing to coloring for an hour. Being mindful, not letting distractions on a TV, not letting, not being on a phone at the same time. One thing to focus your mind on can help you get into what they call a groove or in the flow of things. And that can help stave away some depressive symptoms. All right? Practice mindfulness. Tip number 10, create sober gift exchanges. Suggest gift exchanges or activities that do not involve alcohol or drugs. I like that. I like that a lot. I like that a lot because that's around the Christmas theme. But, you know, I put that there because that's part of you creating those new themes. You could do something during the Thanksgiving. You could even kind of set up your kind of like uh, Christmas giving and kind of like Secret Santa thing at Thanksgiving. So just kind of like incorporate that. The other thing. Bring your own non-alcoholic beverages. If you're attending a gathering, bring your favorite non-alcoholic drinks to enjoy. Now, we know the boom of non-alcoholic beverages is crazy. So now we have no excuse. You have thousands of choices on non-alcoholic beverages. We always laugh. When we first started Sober is Dope about 11 years ago, well, 10 and a half, 11 years ago, I think it's fair to say 11, right? We only a month away, right? I could do my 11-year flex early. 11 years ago, there was Odoo's, baby. That was about it. Sparkling cider for Martinelli's and Odoo's. That's and juice and soda and water. That's all you're going to get, buddy, or some coffee. Now they have non-alcoholic spirits, non-alcoholic spritzes, seltzers, wines, beer, all of it. So I'm a big proponent for non-alcoholic beverages. I'm not going to play the game with everyone about, oh, yeah, it could be triggering. No, it can't. It has no alcohol. Knock it off. It's a healthy alternative. Now, I'll put a disclaimer on non-alcoholic beverages. Do I recommend it for someone who's really early in recovery, like you're like two or three months in? No, I don't. You should just really be focusing. But non-alcoholic beverages work when you have like a, like at least six months under your belt. Not even. I just say like give yourself two or three months. Get to your 90 days, right? And use non-alcoholic beverages as a tool. You go somewhere and the social lubricant of alcohol or drugs is not present. You don't know how to navigate a party. You're real early. You're real susceptible to manipulation and, um, and, and possible relapse. What I want you to do is 
utilize non-alcoholic beverages to break the barrier and can break the ice, right? This could be a real cool thing. Like, all right, I feel less as an outcast because I have this non-alcoholic Heineken right here, right? It's not a bad thing, right? It doesn't have to be as obvious too. So what I would say is it doesn't have to be like a non-alcoholic beer or something from a real beer brand that you used to drink because that can be triggering right a non-alcoholic heineken looks just like a heineken it just says zero zero on it right the thing is it still has the flavor and the smell so that could be tricky if you're not solid in your recovery so go to more safer obvious routes like you know just creative blends they have these like non-alcoholic mimosas where it's like really fruity and pretty and it doesn't really scream alcohol anyway it just looks like a really fancy juice they put in a, a alcohol like bottle but this could create that festive environment and it could help you all right um the other thing that i want to the next tip is have an exit plan Plan an exit strategy in case you feel uncomfortable or triggered, ensuring you can leave the situation if needed. We cover that loosely with Biden, but that may be kind of an extreme. You don't necessarily always have to lie to get out of a situation. Quite honestly, I find that when you do lie about it and create an urgency around why you have to leave, it just keeps people off your back and people are nosy. You don't want everyone in your business, so just tell them something. Whatever you think is going to get them off your butt. But if you just want to be honest, create your exit strategy up front. Hey, guys, I got to leave at six. Um, there might be a small chance I have to leave earlier, but I'm going to commit to a hard hour or two with you. But if you just don't see me and I got to run, just know I'll text you and call you later. Right. Or another exit strategy could be just, you know, if you feel it could be like, I don't know what time I want to leave, but I'm keeping it open. So the moment I feel uncomfortable, I have this strategy in place. So I create a smooth exit. Right. Have an exit strategy. Also, next tip, staying busy, engage in activities that keep you occupied and take your mind off potential cravings. Stay busy. Busy tames the beast. I want to qualify that a little bit on Sober's Dope. We're big proponents to being creative and staying creative. So Busy tames the beast, but also creativity tames the beast. So be busy while being creative and making and doing things that fosters um, innovation, creativity, and activity in your life. And that will help you to stay busy in a productive way, thus keeping you away from your drug of choice. All right. So be creative, push yourself, have things going on, be about shit. Don't be one of those people in recovery that just don't do anything all day, but focus on recovery. Then get mad when they're bored and triggered and we don't know why they relapse. Like, say, you got to use your sobriety as a superpower to do things and make things and create things. So you're occupied in doing things and making things. Staving away boredom because the, the, the closest, the fastest track to boredom is uh, being non-creative or not making things or having things to do or to occupy your time so how do you do this how do i stay busy how do i stay creative you have to figure out what you love in your life what do you love to make what do you love to create what do you love to do what do you love what do you want to do what's your dream right so for example Jen and I, y'all all know Jen, she's my girl, she's newly sober, I'm sober, okay, so we have activities, Jen is an avid gamer, she runs Meta's Dope with me, we both like to make art, she's into film, she's into production, she does that, pop, I do music, I also do art and stuff, I love 
all I like to write. I, she's also right. We both do all of these different things, right? We have a lot going on. So there's not a period of day where I could truly say I'm bored because there's always something to do. Like I have to do a podcast at some point. I have to make some art at some point and I have to go on social media and talk to the people that follow us that that's part of the community, right? I have to make new music. I have to write it and actually go to the studio and I have to shoot a video for it, right? All of these activities around staying busy and creative keeps me so far away from alcohol that I don't even have to worry about it because you know I can't get drunk and do music I can't I tried it never worked I can't get drunk and make art because I'll suck and I can't make drunk because I won't even have the energy I'll be sleep all day right I'll be a zombie all right we don't like putting labels on people and saying things like zombies and stuff so I'm talking about me not you when I drink I resemble zombie like behavior right I just wasn't bloody and all gross and trying to eat people but i was definitely out of it and i was no good to myself i couldn't do anything i would just be done i was fried shot from the socks shot to the socks from the head to the socks like my brother used to say i was shot out i was shot out right so and i don't ever want to be shot like that again so every time i think about drinking you know it happens like i think about drinking how my life was what i could have done to have a responsible drinking experience instead of a irresponsible one and i try to romanticize what if i drank differently what if i drank later and the bottom line is Every time I drank, whether it was in a safe environment, whether it wasn't an incident, I always felt lousy. I immediately just felt in like half of a human, half of a person. It never served me in at all. I, I, I always walked away from the deal the next day feeling somehow robbed. Like something was taken away from me. Something was taken out of me. Like I lost something. It's a little bit of dignity, a little bit of integrity, a little bit of self-respect was gone from that experience, right? I said something that I really didn't mean. I, I, I was an aspect of myself that wasn't necessarily true. It was like this alcohol hijacked my brain and body, did what it wanted with me, and just left me after it was done. And I'm like, yo, I feel violated. And that's addiction. And, and when you look at it in retrospect, you could say honestly to yourself, that shit never served me, man. It wasn't. Not, I have I have some cool experiences, but this doesn't. It, it just wasn't what it could have been if I gave myself a shot, right? I could have had all of those experiences and more if I just was sober. So I don't have that. I have regrets. My biggest regret was smoking weed at at fourteen or thirteen years old. I felt like if I didn't do that, my life would have been different, right? My biggest regret was one of my other biggest regrets was just like not drinking alcohol in college. I just I know they say it's something that you're supposed to do, but it kind of made my college experience like uh, uh, less than what it could have been, right? Um, and I don't really think that. The kind of the juice and the steam we put around these um, substances, they don't really hold up in time when you look back. They don't really hold up and stand the test of time. So definitely stay busy, stay connected, 
Stay creative, all right? So we're going, we're, we're kind of over. I'm gonna give you a little bit more than 2020, it's just a number, but going on to our next one is reflect on gratitude, gratitude. Take the time to reflect on the positive aspects of your life and express gratitude for your journey and recovery. Take time to reflect on the positive aspects of your life and express gratitude for your journey and recovery, all right? Attend sober meetings, moving along, because we gotta wrap this up. Attend sober meetings, we talked about that. Create accountability. Share your Thanksgiving plans with a sponsor or someone who can hold you accountable. Now, I did mention that some of these things are overlap, but hey, I have to repeat it. Redundancies work in recovery, right? So create accountability. Share your Thanksgiving plans with a sponsor or someone who can hold you accountable. Keep them included. Use them as bookend of the event. Bring them with you if you can. Bring a sober friend. Have multiple accountability partners. Don't even need one. Have a bunch. All right? Moving along, avoid high-risk situation. If certain people or places are associated with substance use, consider avoiding them during this time. Sounds simple, right? Yeah. No, does do people follow it? No. Do everyone go right back to where their triggers are? Yes, most likely. If you're a smart person in recovery, just be careful. Alright. If you don't know the rules, ask someone. That's what we're here for. You know, there's a hundred sober podcasts. There's a hundred sober uh, platforms. I'm not the only one. We're not the only one. But you can reach out to someone and say, hey, how do I navigate this? What did you do? All right. You, the one good thing about social, well, there's many good things about social media. I'm not anti-social media. All right. But one of the things that's beautiful is you can see people in real time, their stories. You can see someone post today. Hey, I'm celebrating three years. You might be on 60 days. And Thanksgiving is approaching. Inbox that person. Hey, I see that you just uh, celebrated three years. Congratulations on your anniversary. That's a big milestone. Keep it going. Let me ask you a question. What did you do for the last three years during the holidays to stay sober? Because they obviously made it longer than you did. So they could give you tips that you could take. You can ask 100 people that question. Put together your own little report. Take things that work. Reject the things that don't. But you have enough resources to stay sober during Thanksgiving and the rest of the holidays. Right? Right. So avoid those high risk situ situations um, and use the people around you. Move forward. Prepare responses. Anticipate questions about your recovery and have positive, firm responses ready. This is for the nosy people or the people who's insensitive or the people that don't understand addiction. That's going to ask you things that may be considered disrespectful, evasive, uh, and kind of strange and nosy and bombarding. And I just... It's, it comes from every angle. You have people who ask you weird questions, man. You just have to have, you have to know you and be honest. I'm very blunt and straightforward. If somebody asks me about that, I'm like, yo, if I drink, I'll destroy your whole party. You'll never talk to me again. And I'll most likely die. I can't drink. I have a disease. I'm done. I don't drink. So don't ask me again. They like, all right, damn. I'm just asking. I'm like, well, now you got it. You don't want to play with me. Don't think you're going to tempt me because if I drink, <laughs> your party done. I will destroy your whole. I'm like a Tasmanian devil for real. I'm not talking all of this sober stuff because I'm like literally trying to keep that person that's within me, that dark force, that dark passenger at bay. That person has to be locked away in a cell and dropped in the Atlantic and 
buried in the subterranean hole under the ocean like i cannot let that entity out this is when they say wines and spirits something comes out of me when i drink that's ugly and i don't want to play with that thing right and i think we like to play games with the darkness that's associated with intoxication and relapse but this is serious enough for us to actually make podcasts and write books about and devote our life to. Because for me, alcohol is that damaging that if I play with it, it could kill me and kill people around me. Because it just I cannot guarantee that I'm 100% present or there when I'm under the influence. So we're talking about real life and death situations. It's serious. So when someone comes up and asks you some shit, please... Have your facts and know who you are and stand firm on who you are. Period. That's it. It don't have to be vague and weak. Forget about them. Be honest. Pull them aside. Listen, be honest with you. I'm in recovery. I'm proud of myself. I can't drink. Found out I'm allergic to it. I can't play with it. I just ask you to keep this between us, but can you respect it? Um, you know, something that I'm working on, just trying to be a better person. Uh, you live and let live, enjoy your drinks, but I'm not partaking today. I appreciate it. But, you know, that's it. Just know yourself, right? Don't be vague. Ah, uh, you know, right now I'm just taking it easy. And, 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 and you doing all of this shit because they'll come right back and ask you again. That's when the, oh, just have one happens or just be a man or just be a woman or put your big girl panties on or pull your big boy's drawers or all that stupid shit. You like, yo, homie, stop trying to sell me on drinking. You invited them to act that way because you wasn't firm out the gate. Be firm with your responses. You cannot play with them because we know spiritually the devil could come through someone as a friend, as an auntie, as an uncle with that beer in their hand or that vodka and a trigger warning. And they could try to, hey, put it right in your face. Just have one. Come on. Go, go, go. They start calling your name. They start going to you, coaching you, making you kind of like feel like you have to do this thing. And then what happens? You go, oh, just one, because now 100 people are chanting your name. Not one of these people really care if you relapse or understand your journey. They just they just going with the flow. But now you feel socially compelled to give in because you wasn't firm on who the hell you are. Be firm on who you are. Know where you stand. Don't play no damn games, okay? So be prepared with your responses. Be firm with your responses. And don't try to sugarcoat your responses. All right. Moving along, tip number 17 or 18, 19, whatever. We're gonna, I got a few more for you, so we're going to keep going. Focus on non-food enjoyment. Enjoy the company of others and focus on the joy of shared experiences rather than just the food. We're talking about Thanksgiving. So if you make it all about the food, you can eat but so much. You're going to be there for five, six hours. You're going to eat for about an hour or two, then you stuff. So you have to focus more on the people getting to know people, sitting with people. I find that sitting with the elders, getting to know your elderly family who may not have that much time left, right? Sit with them, talk to them, ask them their story. Sit with some of the nieces and nephews you don't really talk to every day and see during the year. This is a time to make new experiences with even your family. We don't, let me tell you how families work and you notice, even if you have a family that's really close, there's gonna be outliers. I don't talk to my cousins every day. I may talk to one of my cousins every day. I have like 30 cousins. I don't talk to any of them at all, really, unless it's social media. But I, I mean, it'll be here and there, maybe a birthday, maybe a holiday. So what I'm trying to say is you don't see these people all the time. You don't see them every day. So it's very important for you to be like, OK, I'm going out with my family 
I can't drink, but I have to kind of have a way to really connect with my family in an intimate way to where this whole experience is, fosters strength in my recovery, reinforces my recovery, and kind of get some of that time back I lost through addiction, right? You may be pissed a lot of these people off. You may be hurt a lot of these family members. Your addiction caused a ripple effect throughout your family, whether you realize it or not, right? Now that you're sober and you're in this environment, don't you? You should use that sobriety as a superpower once again and to connect with people. Show them who you really are. Set the record straight. Make real solid connections. All right. So focus on non-food enjoyment and during Thanksgiving, connect with the people you love, enjoy shared experiences, and you know, see where that takes you. All right. Move it along. Create a gratitude list, write down things you're grateful for, reinforce the positive feelings and perspectives. We talked about that. I just, the, the other tip was reflect on gratitude. Take time to reflect on positive aspects of your life and express gratitude for your journey and recovery. This one is plan, um, create a gratitude list, all right? So this is, takes in a step further. Write down things you're grateful for, reinforcing positive feelings and perspectives, all right? This helps with the depression. This helps with the fear of missing out. Oh, I can't have a drink. Everyone is partying. I feel like I'm missing out. You got to be like, yeah, but I'm grateful that I'm alive. God gave me a second chance. I have my sobriety and I can't technically party without drinking. So let me not be a brat. Let me be grateful. We cool. All right. So last tip planned for the day after. I like this one. I like this one. Have a plan for the day after Thanksgiving to continue positive habits and avoid post-holiday blues. Now, they already built this in. This is already comes with the Thanksgiving. It's Black Friday, baby. So you want to be sober on Black Friday if you're going to avoid the malls and the trampling and the running out and all. Me, just so you guys know, Black Friday, you could do Black Friday online. And you could do Black Friday the day after Black Friday, right? They're going to run Black Friday for a whole week. It's a whole marketing campaign. Do y'all remember when Black Friday was truly just one day? It was like, yo, you have this one day. Now it's like Black Friday. And if they don't get you on Black Friday, you got Cyber Monday, baby. <laughs> Let's get that Cyber Monday money. So don't feel like you got to run out and go crazy because don't the, the, look, this is going to be the biggest tip. We start the holiday Christmas stress on Black Friday. Let me say that again. If you don't relapse in Thanksgiving, you may relapse in on Christmas if you let the Christmas stress get to you. We're going to do a big episode on that. Because Christmas for me has went from one of the most spiritual experiences, the holidays that I loved, to something that I try to avoid at all costs. I do not like any of these holidays anymore because in my recovery it's just so stressful getting through the holiday season that it is a trigger for me there's too much commercialism there's too much money involved there's not enough jesus there's not enough god there's not enough kwanzaa there's not enough um it's not enough spirituality around the holidays um hanukkah and all of this good stuff it's like all of these holidays was built around spirituality, love, and giving. It's not about money, Black Fridays. I got to spend a whole check on making people happy or I'm not valid. and I got to get this one. 
Listen, that money, financial stress, first of all, is one of the top causes of relapse and sober is dope's opinion. All right. Financial stress is one of the top causes of relapse. I always say this with my girl and my family. Yo, let's not. We don't even like talking about money. We talk about money and bills. But I don't like. Listen, when things get kind of dark, I don't like I don't want to focus on that. Because money is just money And if we let it rule us We'll just be unhappy people So that that goes for if you're a millionaire Or if you're broke Or if you're in between And just trying to make it Money can't be everything Because the moment you don't have it You feel invalid The moment you have too much Too much people want it And then you stress It's always going to be stress around money Always Even if you have abundance Or you don't the how you deal with that is you make the holidays about spirituality and you plan your gift giving and everything in advance. Now, I told y'all on other episodes, I think we should start the holiday shopping or planning around Halloween. So it gives you the whole November and the whole December to make to get gifts or just pick one or two people you're going to get gifts for. I think we do that in my family. I like it. It's like, listen, it's not secret Santa, so to say. You'll pick like two or three people and everybody just pick who they want to give gifts to. You can't give gifts to everyone, right? Can't buy. A I got a big family. I can't a hundred gifts, right? I'll be broke in a day. But what you can do is say, okay, I got to take care of mom. I want to give the gift to my nieces, maybe my, you know, my spouse or whatever. You keep it simple. The kids, whatever. Ah, do you need to go for broke? No. Should you plan so you don't go for broke? Yes. But what's the point when you plan? The last tip is plan for the day after Thanksgiving. So when you're thinking ahead, it's more incentive to stay sober. So you have Black Friday. You have the next day. Create a beautiful day so you have more like, you know, one thing. Sobriety is a beautiful thing. You get to wake up the next day fresh and clean. Other people may be nursing a hangover. First in, first out. Right. Type theory. You could get up, go do your shopping, have a day, go visit family, go visit friends, get home early, still have a beautiful experience. Right. So my thing with you is just focus on that. That's where I, that's what I want for you guys. That's where I want the focus to be. That's the love. OK, I just want you to stay sober during the holiday. Utilize these tips. Utilize. um these templates to kind of like thrive all right um a few more i'm gonna throw y'all some bonuses uh educate loved ones all right that's one educate family and friends about the challenges your recovery celebrate sober milestones is another one acknowledge and celebrate your sobriety milestones during the holiday season right make a thing out of it seek professional help if needed consider reaching out to a therapist counselor for additional support um and just remember it's crucial to prioritize your well-being and communicate your needs to those around you the holiday season can be challenging but with proper planning and support staying sober is is achievable you're listening to sober is dope i just want to end this episode by saying that i'm thankful and i have immense gratitude for everyone in the recovery community and everyone that's part of the sober is dope community that thrives get up every day fight the good fight that's living honest lives that's staying away from your drug of choice that's out there recovering out loud telling your stories and slaying those territorial demons and doing it with a smile on your face, doing it with grace. I'm thankful for you. Thank you for being part of the Sober is Dope experience. Thank you for being patient with me. Thank you for embracing me, always making me feel valued, um, celebrating me. Thank you for reaching out to me, whether it's through email, through text message, through social media. 
always giving me feedback on what how I helped, how the podcast helped. Um, you guys help me uh, every day. Uh, every time I get an email, every time I get a message, every time I see someone fighting, it keeps me going. I, I just I, I'll never abandon sober is dope because if I do, that means I abandon an aspect of my recovery. This is part of my community. This is how I volunteer. This is how I give back. I'm just grateful for y'all. So go out there, stay sober. If you're an active addiction, look, you could utilize the holidays as a chance to find sobriety for yourself. If you don't know, if you didn't get the memo, Soba is truly dope. It's cool. It's fascinating. It's transformative. You get a chance to get take your life back and start over and start anew. So um, I recommend that greatly for you. And if you're struggling, know that you're not alone. There's people like us who've been there. We can relate, right? We, can, we speak the same language. So it's okay to reach out to Pop if you're in addiction. You don't have to be sober. Um, I just can't do a podcast called Addiction is Dope because addiction is not. <laughs> but sober is dope does not mean to alienate anyone that's in active addiction. This is actually was made for you. And to help those of us who crossed over into sobriety, uh, it was meant for us all to have tools, right? But I, I made this app, this podcast, because I wanted something for the pop that I described earlier. For the kid that was in that darkness, that didn't, that thought I was all alone in my addiction, I didn't think it was any help. I thought I already did too much damage to my body to even be... Um, transform or even redeemable like I just felt like I was a broke I was broken and just dying and it was I was in dis, uh, um, disrepair and just couldn't get the help that I needed I didn't think I there was help for me I didn't know the extent of what I didn't know anything I didn't know about triggers I didn't know about the 12 steps I didn't know about alcohol being a disease having anything to do with the brain i didn't understand the science i didn't understand codependency i didn't understand grief mental health the relationship to alcohol comorbidities i had to teach myself these things right uh and in addiction this is the type of things that are not advertised to you what's advertised to you all day is your drug of choice on billboards through social media through parties and friends it, it sends this so societal message to you the person that's dealing with the darkness of addiction that this is a social norm but meanwhile you're dying inside so it's hard for you to ask for help so you have to kind of find your tribe and that's why we're here and that's why as many of us, there's many, so I'm not the only show in town, so I advise you to branch out, listen to as many podcasts as you can. But if you're in active addiction, I love you. I want you to know it's okay. You're not the devil. You're not a demon. You're not dirty. You're not dark. You're not a reject. You're not an outcast. You're a human being that's struggling right now. All right. And alcohol is tied to your mental health. It's you're dealing with some type of pain or sadness. Something triggered you to change your brain. Something caused a neuroplasticity and a neuroplastic response to your environment and how you dealt with kind of trauma, grief, pain and all of that. We talk about all of that. Your emotional matrix and your emotional sobriety and all of this stuff. It all works together. We're all dealing with something. Death, rejection, loss, grief, sadness, depression. We're coping. Uh, financial hardships, right? Societal hardships, racism, sexism, all of this stuff. We're fighting. Um, 
And sometimes the message is that uh, drugs and alcohol is how we cope. Is That's what they are. They're coping mechanisms, but they're very toxic and unhealthy coping mechanisms. So what we encourage you is to give yourself a chance and find healthier coping mechanisms. And that's what sobriety is about. And sober is dope because sobriety helps you bring all of these cool things back into your cipher. All right. I love you all. Go forth. Have fun. Eat a lot of good food. Try to stay healthy, you know, right? Don't spend too much money on Black Friday and don't let the holidays break your spirit or your budget, all right? You're listening to Sober's Dope. I'm your host, Pop Buchanan. We're going to do our Christmas episode around December 15th. That's going to be uh, the day I celebrate 11 years of sobriety from alcohol. And alcohol is the devil. I hate it. And I'm glad I conquered it and slayed that demon. And guess what? That demon comes right back to life like the phoenix. So you got to slay it every day, boy. We slaying every day. We wake up every day and we make a decision not to go to the store and relapse, right? We fight to the fight, the good fight. We fight the good fight and a long fight because this is a war. It's not just a fight. We're fighting a long war, all right? We want to die and exit this planet with our sobriety intact and not ever revisiting the darkness of our addiction from the perspective of our drug of choice. I love you all. Go in peace and I'll catch you all on the other side. And please have a beautiful and blessed Thanksgiving. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Shepherd me, O God, beyond my wants, beyond my fears, from death into life. Dear Lord, we come to you and we pray for all those who are struggling today. We ask in Jesus' name that you will be with each person who is struggling with addiction, whether it be alcohol, drugs, sex, gambling, pornography, food, or even the need to be needed. Some are dealing with more than one addiction at a time. Lord, you are our deliverer. We can do anything through Christ who strengthens us, but we must take the first step. We must realize we have a problem and a need, and we must ask for help. I ask, Lord, that you will give each one the courage to face up to their problems and to have a strong desire to change. I ask that you will remove all outside influences that hinder them from coming clean, who perpetuate their addictions. We ask in Jesus' name that you will bind the enemy and that you will put your angels about each person to protect them from themselves and from the things that keep dragging them down. Lord, I know many self-medicate so they won't have to deal with pain or memories that overshadow their lives. I pray that you will give them the courage and the strength to face down their demons and hurts and to clean out the wounds once and for all so they can be free to be the person that you've called them to be, to be free from the sickness and pain that keeps them in bondage. 
Lord, we ask for deliverance for that life-changing freedom they can find in you, Lord. We ask for healing in families torn apart by addiction. We ask for protection for those family members that are in harm's way because of their loved one's destructive ways. Lord, everyone suffers in a family where there is addiction. Please pour out your grace and healing power on each person who is or who has been affected by someone in their life that has an addiction. May the chains be broken right now, Lord. Set the captives free and please begin that healing that only you can bring. Please bring hope. Give a vision of what life can be as a person freed from the pain and addiction. Lord, for every need spoken or hidden, you know them all and we ask for your provision. Please bring helpful people into their lives that will stand beside them and help them to be accountable to stay clean and free. May you restore their sense of self-worth. May they find redemption and restoration in you, Lord. We praise you and we thank you, Lord, for the work you are going to do. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Just see. 